All right, welcome back to the Baron of Beverage. Uh, those of you who have uh, been following and waiting for the next podcast, apologies. The holidays and an extremely busy singing schedule for myself uh, took priority. And uh, we're back here in the new year and we're starting uh, up the Manhattan Project. Uh, if you heard our uh, preamble to that where we tasted Woodford Reserve, you kind of know what it's all about. We're going to taste 10 different sweet vermouths. Not all in one sitting. No. Um, ten, ten series of ten podcasts. Um, we're starting um, today, and we're going to then not just taste those vermouths, but we're uh, thanks. Go ahead there and pour, Mister Heavy. And uh, I'm here with uh, once again with uh, Christopher Rudovi from the Whiskey Room. And then once we've tasted the um, vermouths, uh, you can be a little heavier. We're gonna we're gonna actually sip these. Okay. Um, and so. Uh, and so we're going to uh, then use uh, that sweet vermouth that we taste in each episode to make a uh, bourbon-style uh, Manhattan and a rye-style Manhattan, both with the same exact proportions, a very standard two ounce of whiskey, one ounce of sweet vermouth, one dash Angostura bitters, um, and we splurge with the Luxardo cherry. God have Luxardo. Um, and... Uh, we're using the Woodford Reserve and the Woodford Reserve Rye, based upon Woodford Reserve coming out as the number one rated whiskey in our whiskey Best Tasting Whiskies of the World series, according to you, the general public. Uh, so, um, so yeah, uh, those are the big basics. And the reason we chose our proportions of the two one, just to be clarify, is uh, although I know there are people who don't like that much uh, vermouth in their uh, in their ratio. Uh, because this is about what sweet vermouth does to the Manhattan, we wanted to make sure it was a prominent flavor profile in it, and that's how we can best evaluate and, and consistent, it. And consistent, and it's consistent. I may be wrong, but I actually think that's also the IBA standard is Correct. two to one. That is the IBA standard. So, uh, But, I, you know, whatever you do in your house, great. I mean, that's why we have house mar- uh, martinis and house Manhattans. Exactly. All house stuff. Um, but uh, so what we're starting with tonight is uh, Martini and Rossi uh, Rosso, the, a very standard, very popular. Actually, I think it might be the by largest by volume selling uh, sweet vermouth um, in the world. That is my understanding. Um, some people might be surprised that there are full-on vermouth bars in Italy and some in France where you go in and there's nothing but different vermouths. It's a very popular aperitif to drink on its own. Um, it's a fortified wine, technically, if people weren't aware of that. I'm looking at the bottle right here. Martino Rossi's 15% alcohol. Um, uh, the, uh, the history of um, uh, ver- uh, vermouth, or sweet vermouth in particular, uh, really is uh, the word vermouth actually comes from wormwood because there was wormwood in some original uh, recipes way <laughs> back. Uh, early um and um but by the mid 17th century um it kind of became vermouth and with two distinct versions which are most people are very uh familiar with it's the dry version uh which is used in martinis primarily and then the sweet or rosso version which is uh used in manhattan's and there are many other types there's actually a sweet white vermouth called Bianco or um, Blanc so instead of dry. So it's a sweet white vermouth. And there's also um, 
uh, rosé vermouths. Yeah. Um, and there's so there's there's lots of different kinds and there's lots of different bases and that's what's going to be a fun part of what we explore. Although for this we're going to stay all in the sweet rosso style variety, although lots of things within there. Now the um, grapes that are typically used uh, for this uh, and it actually Tor Torino or Torino, Italy is is really where. Uh, vermouths, Italian and sweet, got there. Yep, and this is Torino, uh, is where the kind of founded heritage of uh, sweet vermouth. And they use um, Claret Blanche, uh, Picapole, uh, Bianco Treviano, um, Treviano, and uh, Caratro. Uh, I'm probably mispronouncing some of those or, or not remembering them properly, but these. Uh, these grapes are used, and to sweeten it, they use um, uh, sugar syrup. Sometimes they use, uh, historically, they've used uh, sugar from um, sugar beets as well. So it's uh, usually it's a neutral grape spirit. And, and this even has, it's infused with 40 different herbs. Right. So then that's what it is. It's that wine that's fortified, and it's wine that's infused with botanicals and then um, sweetened uh, to be... Uh, to be a little sweet. So a lot of times they'll use things like clove, cinnamon, citrus peel, cardamom, majorium, chamomile, coriander, juniper, all sorts, lots of botanicals that you might actually find in the gin. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But, and others as well, you don't often find cinnamon in gin. But then, so it's a botanicals with wine fortified. So um, the idea behind it was that it would have um, a little bit of a, a citrus and a bitter component. Um, a lot of people like bitters uh, as aperitifs in um, in uh, Europe. I'll admit to having never had vermouth. Straight on Straight its own. Straight on its own. I, yeah. I've only, I grew up with it. I actually grew up with Martini and Rossi in my family as the mixing vermouth right. of choice because the Manhattan is the, the cocktail basically of my, my family all the way back. And the first one I ever made, I was probably six or seven for my grandma. And Martini and Rossi was the vermouth of the house. Uh, I've never smelt it other than you know putting it in my drink. Uh, this is a first for me. So yeah. So what are you picking up? It, it you know I not one specific. Uh, when you're talking about forty botanicals, I can't get any one specific. But I definitely smell lots of, of herbs. I can smell the grapes. Mm -hmm. I, uh, it's kind of um, earthy. I, I definitely get kind of olivey and rosemary scents yeah. and aromatics on this. Um, the, uh, and earthy, I see what you mean by that. Um, the other thing I was going to mention while you keep If I really get my nose in there, yeah. you get a little more, but it's, I definitely get a lot of earth and grass. And mm -hmm. The uh, other thing I want to mention, it's just a fortified wine. So there is, you know, a shelf life to vermouths. They can go bad. They can't, they're not like your, your spirits, your whiskeys that you can sit in and are not going to go bad after months and years. So if you are not an avid, uh, say, cocktail maker with your sweet vermouths, or say you're the kind of bar that stocks three or four or eight sweet vermouths, um, you're either going to have to make a lot of uh, Manhattans and, and other uh, cocktails with it, and or uh, it is recommended refrigeration. Uh, you can refrigerate these and it will, it will extend the life by several months of the, of the fortified wines. So you taste it already. I did. I also get kind of like a, a 
I want to say like a burnt orange uh, kind of aroma, but go ahead. What yeah, are you well, tasting? I was going to say, you know, when you actually sip it straight, uh, you could, and it's actually funny that you said that, there is a definite burnt flavor. Um, it's It's got a sweet flavor. I mean, sweet right. remove. There, there's definitely a sweetness in my mouth. But it's not syrupy. But, no, not syrupy at all. Um, it has a bit of that uh, almost communion wine aspect, uh, <laughs> you know, as, you know. Anyway, uh, which is a fortified wine. So I can taste the fortified wine in there. Um, but, you know, you said burnt orange right there. And I don't know that it's necessarily burnt orange, but it's burnt something. Like, I get, I get that. And it's right there in the back it's, of my it's palate. Kind of, it's kind of light on the palate. Um, it has, uh, you definitely get... Um, I get anise, too. Yeah. When I really totally, start drinking. Mm-hmm. I mean, not and Sambuca I get, levels of and anise, I get a there's anise l- I get a little bit of baking spice kind of notes. You know, maybe little cinnamon, little nutmeg kind of flavors. I can see why this mixes well with mm-hmm. rye or, or bourbon. Right. Why you would have gone with this? Right. Why? Why? You know, why? Like, the, why yeah, when, exactly. when the Mark Manhattan was developed? Yeah. Um, and the other thing is, um, now this is drinking it neat like we are right now is not typically how it is enjoyed when it's enjoyed on its own. The most common way to enjoy um, uh, a sweet vermouth is on the rocks and perhaps with like a twist of uh, orange peel. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. I, I could see that as refreshing, or even a splash yeah. of soda. Mm-hmm. So, uh, if, if you're if you're comfortable moving on, I suggest we throw in uh, at least an ice cube and chill it down because this is also, as we've noted, when we ever we chill down our spirits, we've learned it changes the flavor and aromatic profiles. And since we will be chilling uh, when we uh, mix our Manhattans, uh, we'll want to see what that's like. Doesn't change much in the nose. You know, it's, it's no. a, the flavor it has, though, is a lingering uh, flavor. Like, oh, it's, it's an oily totally. coat to your mouth. I mean, oh, it's, it's still it's, there. It's a great long finish. And that's yeah. why I think so many people like this, because it's the kind of thing you can order, take a sip of, and talk, and you're still enjoying the flavors that are there and playing around on your palate. Well, for me, the, um, the little bit of chilling, a little bit of water from that ice cube, it makes it a brighter flavor. Um, I get a little less of the burnt. It's still mm-hmm. there, but it's uh, a little less of that. Mm-hmm. The orange is a little stronger, though. Yeah, you um, get the citrus. I get more, stronger. more citrus, uh, and the flavor. herbs come across in the palate much more it's clearly. Less grassy, me. more herby. Yeah. yeah, the anise is muted. And, and the other thing is, if, if we neglected to talk about the color, the color is kind of a beautiful, am- true amber color. Yeah, it's a very uh, sim- when you get out of the green bottle, it's a very similar color to uh, a good whiskey, mm-hmm. and a good Asian whiskey, anyway. Because, you know, not all whiskeys are the same color, of course, but uh, it's it's a nice dark uh, amber tiger's eye kind of. So, now we really are clearly tasting what this does. Um, we think we're going to be able to pick out what it what it does when we go into the, the thing the, in the cocktail. I was going to say, let's set this aside, not finish it, okay. so we can perhaps... Go back to it as reference, yeah, you can right? Do that. Yeah, yeah. Sound good. Sounds good. Now we're gonna uh, we're gonna do something we've we've never done here before. Never make done live. Make live uh, cocktails. Throw a couple rocks in there. Chris, uh, you want to do the bourbon and I'll do the rye. Sure. Awesome. And then uh, again, we're gonna do the whole uh, two to one ratio. And we are going to stir these, yeah. not. Uh, well, because that's really the way you should do it. Yeah. We are being very careful in our measurements here. Because 
we want to be as scientific as possible over the course of this. I have a uh, pouring envy right now over uh, Baron's uh, mixing glass. Yeah, I have to get you one of these. Maybe That's a late a really Christmas nice, gift. Uh, it's got uh, yeah. multiple ounces on Graduated it. Graduated shot glasses yeah. are always a fantastic thing. Two to one. Two to and one. And where's the big? Oh, you got the, okay, you yep. got the big. And we're, again, we're using uh, Angostura because we figure it is the traditional. Tra it, well, it's the one probably everyone has had, has or has access to, or most bars use for standard ones. Especially if you know if you're gonna, if you're gonna actually. If you're going to go to an event, like, say, uh, a wedding bar, you go, I want a Manhattan. Now, you're probably not going to have wood for reserve. If you do, God bless the bride and groom. Um, but, you know, if they have a bourbon, you ask for Manhattan, you're probably going to get Martini and Rossi, you know, probably. Um, and they're probably going to get Angostura bitters. So, not a bad thing. So, how much you stir is kind of up to you. But one of the reasons to stir versus shake is... Um, we're trying not to dilute all the flavors too yeah. much by over-agitating. It limits the dilution, it limits the breaking of the ice. Mm -hmm. uh, what I've come across in my reading is some people are as little as 20 swirls, mm -hmm. some 40, some do seconds, some do minutes. I think it's personal preference. I think okay. we should do it about the same, though. All right, so, so if you're so ending, you I'm say, end. When you say uh, we're going to stop, then I'm going to go back and we'll see how long we stirred for. All right, we'll well then let's go ahead and let's stop, stop now. Okay, so... I will measure that uh, in the recording of the podcast and see how long we did. Now, I'm going to give you a couple uh, glasses there to split yours between, and I'll take a couple. All right. And uh, pre-cherry, as it were. And let's go with, uh, so we can keep them straight when we look at them. Chris, let's keep uh, the bourbon on the left and the rye on the right. All right. Beautiful, beautiful colors here. They are really nice, uh, deep colors. Oh, the Luxardo, I guess, cherry helps with that. Um, and you also have the. Uh, it doesn't help, hurt that we have a dark brown uh, uh, tablecloth either. <laughs> right. So well, we got rye on the right, bourbon on the left. Correct. All right. So we're gonna start with bourbon. Okay, let's start with bourbon. It's a nice uh, aroma too. Yeah, bit. You know, bam on the vanilla straight from the bourbon, and um, I get I actually get little bits of citrus notes now yeah. you don't normally get in just the Woodford. No, and well, and you know, Woodford is a it's a ballsy bourbon. Yeah. I mean, it, this vermouth's got a job to do. All right, let's see what Cheers. happens. Cheers. Hmm. Okay, what do you like about that? Well, I mean, the Manhattan is my favorite cocktail. Yeah. So I'm already partial to liking it. But that is a <laughs> Sorry, I got distracted by my son yelling out. All right. Uh, that is a really nice, a very smooth flavor. You do get the uh, the vermouth. Yeah. Um, the bourbon is a stronger flavor. but It's but, clearly, uh, it clearly is really powerful against this um, vermouth. Like yeah. the vermouth is... Is subsequent, or submissive? Sub, it's to subjugated the <laughs> to the background. Yeah, um, it is. You, I don't get a lot of the abrasiveness in this. Um, no. I it almost just feels like 
the the ballsiness of the Woodford has been muted somewhat. Yeah, yeah. I do still get kind of that banana note in the center of the palate when I take yeah. that first sip. I don't have any of the burnt that I tasted with mm -hmm. the vermouth straight up. Mm -hmm. um, this is very much uh, a really nice balanced, uh, you know, the vermouth clearly is taking a backseat on this one to the Woodford. We're using a very good bourbon in that respect, but it's not... It's not thrown away. No, it definitely it, has muted uh, the 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 the, the sweetness. The sweetness, like the yeah. sweetness of the corn that comes across, is downplayed, which now makes it a much more balanced kind of cocktail yeah. experience. I could drink a whole lot of these. Yeah, this is incredibly smooth. There is a lot of flavor there. Yeah, um, it's very enjoyable. I get more nuttiness now than I than the combination on the palate than I would just from Woodford. Yeah. Yeah, uh, there's more. Uh, well, you know, it's weird. It, it's all those other botanicals and stuff that I wasn't able to necessarily specifically mm -hmm. identify in that Martini or Rossi. They are definitely bringing out the other aspects with, uh, from the review that we did of the Woodford mm -hmm. Reserve. Uh, there's definitely more nut. Uh, can we say nut? Yeah, yeah, more, more nut. nutty flavors. Um, we can say nut meat. I can't. Nut meat. Well, that's the part of the inside oh, okay, of the, the nut chewy. That we gotcha. Eat. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, you said banana. I see banana. Uh, I still get some of the citrus, though, from, uh, you know, uh, from the vermouth. Um, and I, I can't remember if we had any citrus when we tried it that Woodford directly. I can't recall. I don't that. recall it. The other thing but, is what I'm noticing, you know, I as it finishes, the finishing notes are more actually the vermouth, vermouth. than the than the bourbon. It linger. It's lingering longer. That's what lingers yeah. after the after the bourbon part of the palate fades. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's real smooth, though. Yeah. Um, unbruised, nicely chilled. I think that's a very good representation of, of the bourbon Manhattan, in my opinion. I it, it, Right. I think, and I think this is what people, uh, re I mean, maybe not with Woodford, but but people are going to identify that as what they think of as a Manhattan. Yeah. If they're, if they like bourbon Manhattan. All right, let's, uh, let's, let's move over to, to the right, to the rye. To the rye. The rye Manhattan is, is new to me to some extent. I've, I know I've had them before, but it's, my my inclination it's slightly is slightly lighter in color, not very, but slightly. It's got a aromatic, similar, similar aromatic to it, in my opinion. It's balanced. Yeah, I, I'd say it's similar. Try not to spill it out as I swirl. It's actually, and now that I have swirled it, it actually is a lot more uh, herbal on the nose than the bourbon was. It is. Uh, the um, the vermouth, in, well, for the one little sip I just had, the vermouth comes through stronger in this than it did in the in the bourbon for me. Mm -hmm. And if I remember, the Woodford Rye is a pretty high rye. Mm-hmm. No, this is... um. Yeah, you totally get a lot more of the vermouth on the mid palate. You get right in the um, middle of your tongue. Yep. You get a lot more of the right in grasses and around. reserves. Yeah. I mean, like this, this actually is more of a balance of the two spirits, the rye yeah. and the vermouth. You know, of these not, two. Yeah, of these two. Uh, of spirit, these yeah. two right here, and you know, and it's not an alcohol thing. They're both both the. Woodford uh, bourbon and Woodford rye are, you know, 90.4 proof. You know, they're not 
It's not like it's like, oh, this one's overpowering because it's higher alcohol or anything like yeah. that. No, it is a, it, I think actually you, what you just said is a balanced representation of the two uh, ingredients, principal ingredients, is, is definitely true. Um, for whatever reason, the vermouth can compete with the rye. And actually, this is this is not unsurprisingly a spicier cocktail. It is it's got yeah. a little bit of pepperiness on the on the backside of the mid and palate and into the finish, which really goes well with all of those kind of herbal grassy notes. Um, it's uh, it's more playful to me as a cocktail. I can see that it, it, flavor wise, it dances around your mouth. Yeah, more. it it. it uh... It changes like. I mean, it, I'm even uh, getting uh, as I'm talking. I'm getting more uh, flavor from the air that's going in my mouth. Right. Um. Uh, there's a. I don't want to say it's not bitter, but there's definitely more uh, of that active. Ting, not ting. Uh, I can't think of the word I want, but it. It there's more uh, brightness. Mm -hmm. To totally. It. It's a brighter cocktail. Um, it's not muted. No, exactly. It. 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 I. I actually. I mean, not that we're there yet, but or maybe we are, but I actually kind of prefer this this one in the rye version to the bourbon. As much as you said that was your perfect whatever, I, I'm getting a lot. I mean, I'm getting more enjoyment because I'm sitting here going, oh, well, this time when I took my sip, I taste, you know, this note. And last sip, I tasted that note. Like I, maybe I'm getting more rosemary or this time I'm getting, you know, more uh, citrus or this time I'm getting more pepper whereas I felt like almost every sip I took of the bourbon version was almost just the same yeah, the same the same I, I definitely can see that uh, and I would agree with that uh, every uh, sip has been different it has been in different in my mouth um, I've tasted it first in different points of my tongue um, versus as you were just saying with the bourbon the, the bourbon version for this particular batch that we've just done was very balanced uh, and consistent every sip, you know, you had, which, I mean, granted, there's no right or wrong. It's just no. that this would be my preference. Whatever your mood is. Whatever your mood is. Right. Fabulous. I love this idea. We're going to have nine more, <laughs> nine of these. more of these to go. Yeah. So, you know, uh, until, well, I, I can't say that this, this isn't a fair. When we first talked about this idea a while ago, I yeah. mean, uh, Jay talked to me about doing something like this almost Four years ago, I think. Give well, or I, take. I, four years ago, I said I should have fun. a party yeah. where every uh, couple brought over a different, a different bottle, bottle of sweet vermouth, and we would play. With and them. I would play. We would play around with them. You know, it wasn't going to be, you know, and so it wasn't going to be ten couples and twenty or yeah. whatever. But, um, but my yeah. reaction though at that time was, "There's that many different vermouths." Oh my god! So uh, and, there, and so there, you know. There, there's definitely at least nine others I mean, for us to try. I, I don't know what they're going to be because you you have well, that list worked out. But, uh, um, you know, it, teaser and I'm not in what order. Um, what, do uh, you have? I'm sorry, I, I didn't mean to cut you off. Do you have a predetermined order? Like, is this from some ranking list you came no, across? No okay. ranking list. I mean, I know we went with this one because it's what we both thought no. was considered sort of the standard. Um, I to think start we're. With. I mean, at some point we're definitely going to do um, uh, Carpano Antica, which is you know much lauded. Um, we're probably also going to do Carpano um, Punte Mas, which is like their uh, Martini and Rossi style level from the same house uh, because it's extremely popular, especially in Europe. Um, are you going back and tasting the vermouth? Good for you. What are you getting there? Bourbon's the same. Bourbon. 
Yeah. I was just, I was tasting the vermouth, the right. a little bit more vermouth right. flavor right then and there to go back to the bourbon, and it's it's just that balanced, really good bourbon Manhattan flavor that I, I mean I love it. I'm not mm-hmm. I'm not knocking it, but there's no difference. You know what I mean? And it doesn't. You're right. It does. I just did the same thing, and it's um. You can taste it's there, but it's it's there. It does it's, help you identify that kind of. As we were talking about, there's a burnt characteristic in there. It yeah. definitely it comes across more clearly if you take the sip of the vermouth and then yeah. take a sip of that bourbon Manhattan. But other vermouths we're going to try. We're going to try some more modern uh, U.S. vermouths. We're going to try a kosher vermouth uh, I was uh, given. We're, we're bringing a guest for that. Mm. Um, uh, That'd be nice. A, a canter we both know. Oh. We'll, we'll talk a little bit about Wonderful. kosher uh Kosher wines and kosher spirits. Uh, uh, thankfully, lots of whiskey. Not all, but lots of whiskey is kosher. So. Is uh, Woodford kosher? I I believe it is, but I mean, if it's usually not. there's a symbol on the bottles indicating that it is. But uh, I I'm pretty sure that Woodford is. But you know what? We will ask our source when he's here. Um, and if not, then maybe I'll have to bring. Uh, I'll have to sub for that one for something else, and we'll we'll talk about that then, and that'll be just its own thing. But um, it's funny as I was mentioning some other people, I was like, oh, do you have all your, you know, vermouth picked there? It's like, oh no, not all of them. It's like, oh, could I suggest one or two? So there are lots. Uh, clearly, if there are bars of them, as we yeah. talked about. Now, granted, we don't have as many here in the states as they do in Europe because it's not as celebrated, it's not as used, but. We definitely, uh, we will we will probably, at a certain point, as we're getting closer to the end, I'll be like, crap, I want to do these other six, and we only have three slots left. <laughs> so that's how many vermouths are out there. And I encourage people, if they're within your budget, you know, play around with some of these yourself, uh, especially if you like what you hear from us. And you go, ooh, yeah. I like what that might bring to those uh, that palette. Yeah, or, you know, another way to do it where you're not necessarily spent. Because I, I have now looked and I know that there are, some of these removes can get quite expensive. I mean, yes. Some of these removes are more expensive than Woodford Reserve we're using. Yes. I've seen that at, at stores. You can always go to a, a good whiskey bar or a good bar you know right. that may have some mm-hmm. different ones. Well, and also you might help you pay attention a little bit when you go out to some of these bars um, uh, you might hear about one of the, you, you, when you see on their house, Manhattan, which vermouth they might use, if we've done it here, that'll give you some insight about what it might do to that cocktail before you order it, That's and, true. which yeah. may sway you for or against ordering it. That's, so, true. That's true. So please, uh, we encourage you to play along with us, but for now we'll say cheers. Cheers. <laughs>